to the Highfields Youth Podcast. This is Jess, and today I'm chatting to Tom and Neris King. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Um, where are you talking to us from? Uh, we're talking to you from Pattaya in Thailand. And how, like, how long have you lived there now? Uh, like nearly two years. Two years next month. That's a long time. It doesn't feel that long. I feel like it, it wasn't that long since I was popping by the, the, the front desk nearest and just distracting you from all your work. And I know, I miss, I miss those times. <laughs> <laughs> Yabbering yeah, away at you about something. Um, a lot of us think that we know Thailand, but we probably don't because we probably know beaches. Can you describe mm-hmm. for us your experience of, or can you describe for us Thailand in your words, in a sentence? So we have this sentence that we say, which is "This is Thailand." And I, if you see something crazy, you just go, "This is Thailand." Mm -hmm. So you see, like a family of five on the back of a motorbike, no helmets, carrying a baby, driving one-handed, like this is Thailand. You see a guy like repairing an electricity wire by leaning a bamboo ladder against the wire as he's repairing it, and you're like, "This is Thailand." Uh, someone like a little kid comes up to you and goes, "Oh, pee, pee," which means ghost because you're so white. <laughs> this is Thailand. This Even though I've tried to get a tan, I've tried for two years just to get a tan. Uh, still to but you're, you're still yeah. you're still you're still ghost white. Uh. Still ghost white. <laughs> but yeah, that's how we kind of deal with it. Here. Yeah. Just, this is Thailand. Time. You have this little thing in Thailand, which means like my belay. It just means everything's fine. Chill out. Don't worry about it. My belay. It's all good. You have you have painted a good picture there for us. Now, what are you doing in Pattaya? So we're about two hours or an hour and a half south of Bangkok, kind of the first seaside town that you get to um, from leaving the big city, the capital, Bangkok. But yeah, we have been spending the last few years learning Thai, which is not the easiest of tasks. No, Tom, how are we doing? No, it's very. I mean, I failed French in school, so yeah, yeah, not a great language track record for me. <laughs> But it's going all right. We can order food and we can get taxis. So, so far, great. No, it's been good. God's been really uh, good and yeah, gracious to us in learning language. Um, but what we're aiming to do is work with a charity called Tamar Centre, um, who work uh, with a lot of the women in the city who are kind of trapped in the sex industry here. Uh, so Tamar provides hairdressing skills, they provide training basically in hairdressing, bakery, um, there's a counselling programme. And their future aim is to um, open a guest house as well that they'd be trained in. And it's just basically providing these women with a different form of profession and some education, life skills. Uh, we have a nursery for got, what about 16 children at the moment and we have 18 women. So it's, yeah, it's incredible. Because um, due to COVID, obviously a lot of the bars are closed. So we've, yeah. we've had a massive intake of women. So yeah, it's a busy, busy time for Tamar. Wow, that's exciting. Now, why, why did you want to go there at all? Like, why, did you, why is this what you wanted to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I came to Thailand on a short-term mission in 2006, just after I finished uni. And uh, I spent some time in northern Thailand with a hill tribe, and absolute middle of nowhere in the jungle. And uh, there was a little boy in the house that I was staying with who was HIV positive. And I, was, I just didn't... I couldn't understand what, how he'd become HIV positive. And there was a long backstory, but 
you know, this, this thing that happens here that no one really talks about um, is, a, is a big problem. Um, and his dad had um, given it to his mum and then his mum had given birth to him and, and he had HIV. So it got me thinking about how I could help those people. And then, you and then could... yeah, I had, a, I had a chance to come to Thailand the year after, again on a short-term mission trip. And it just, yeah, I think people say, you know, the cliche that these short-term trips changes your life but it really, really did. It kind of opened my eyes to the world. It opened my eyes to, yeah, the, the joys of different cultures, but also, yeah, the tragedies that you see. Um, we met up with the Tema Centre, the charity that we're with now. Um, so it was just a privilege to, to see Christians really wanting to kind of invest in a culture um, and wanting to bring Jesus and bring hope and bring healing to the people here. And I think we really wanted to be a part of that. So it was, yeah, it's been a long process coming for what, that's 2007, yeah. 13 years if we're doing my maths yeah. correctly. Um, so it's been a long time coming, but yeah, God has his timing. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's taken um, a lot of patience as well, waiting for it all to, you know, all to come about so that you could go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything about life as missionaries or your particular life that you, um, that you think people at home just don't, or you wish that they knew about, you think no one, no one ever seems to get this, not in a nasty way, but just no, no one expects it, no one understands it. Is there anything you wish they knew more about? Um, I think probably one of the things is that it can be really lonely. Um, I think you guys for the last few months have had like an insight into the last two years for us where okay. like Skype is great, FaceTime is great, but it's just not the same. So we really miss our friends and family back in the UK. Um, of course, there are people here that we love and that we work with, but it's not the same as being able to chat to your really good friends that you've known for years and years and years. Yeah. Um, and then I think when you're trying to learn a language, it's difficult to get to know people. Uh, when you're trying to learn this whole different set of cultural things that you should and shouldn't do, um, that's really difficult. Like, I think there's a, there's a sense in which like, I feel like, more Thai than I did two years ago, and I feel like, more accepted than I did two years ago, but I'll always be a foreigner, like mm -hmm. I'll never be Thai. And that, that can be really hard. Yeah. And then especially when maybe some of the other missionaries that you work with have different ideas and different opinions about how you should and shouldn't do things, and that can be really difficult because back in Cardiff, there's like loads of churches to choose from, right? Or like even in Highfield, there's a massive church, but you can have your like, group of friends, that's cool. And um, yeah, as well, we just don't, we don't have that here, so. Yeah, I think it has been that eye-opener of, uh, kind of, it feels like we're in between cultures now, because obviously a lot of things have happened in the UK that we've missed out on. Um, and yeah, there's a lot, a lot of Thai culture that we still don't really understand. So it really feels that you're kind of stuck in this limbo in between. Um, yeah, so it kind of it feels a bit, yeah, a bit apprehension coming back to the UK to kind of see, you know, will we fit in there? Um, and I guess the same thing here, we don't really feel that we fully fit into Thai culture either. So it's a, it's a huge, yeah, adjustment, I think, to, yeah, basically that we have to rely on God. So that's what it kind of comes down to, that, um, yeah, our identity is in him. So that's been a big, big lesson for us. Wow. Yeah, it just sounds like a very big lesson. Um, um, and so being missionaries, that must mean that you're like super sorted. So mm -hmm, of course it, it does. it's been, 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 it's been quite lonely, but a lot of it's just been a breeze. Yeah. Uh, I wish, I wish that was the answer. And I think that was always kind of, yeah, the, the pressure that came with this title that you're a missionary. And, and, you know, I know for me kind of growing up, I read a lot of biographies and I met a lot of missionaries and there was always this idea that, 
yeah, they were, you know, they knew their Bible inside out. They kind of were, were super close to God. Um, and yeah, it's reality is just very, very different. Um, I think kind of coupled with, with Tom's explanation that it can feel quite lonely here, you know, that, that has meant that we've had to wrestle these ideas with God. Um, yeah, and, that, and that's kind of, yeah, been tough, isn't it? Like just to try and kind of work that out of what do we believe? What do we? I think like when you're back in the UK, I know that I certainly took lots of things for granted. Mm -hmm. So I took it for granted that most people in high fields kind of believe basically the same stuff about God that I did. Um, and that is not the case here. <laughs> um, you kind of take it for granted that you can always have like fellowship. So you can go to like youth club or you can go to life group or you can see everyone on a Sunday. Um, and I think with that, like you never really like, but for me, like maybe different people are different. It never really kind of made me wrestle with what I actually believe about those things. Um, so I think being here yeah, has made me not question, but, think about everything that I've ever believed about who God is and what he's like and what the, what the church should be. Um, I mean, like I'm, that's been really, really hard, but I'm also like really grateful for it because I think I've, yeah, I think I have better answers now than I did before. Not, that sounds really arrogant, but like for me, they're more satisfying answers. So like, yeah, you know, we say, well, God is good all the time, all of the time, God is good. And that kind of rolls off your tongue. But actually, like, do you really feel that when you feel like God is like a million miles away and he's brought you to this country that you really struggle to like sometimes and he feels really distant? Like, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to strive on and keep going? and Or are you going to kind of say, well, ah, I'm giving up then? Um, yeah, I think like going through that process has been really, really tough, but for me, like yeah. really valuable. It's been that kind of growing process of, of just, I think, wrestling with that, uh, with his ideas. And yeah, I guess the responsibility that comes with that label of missionary. Um, you know, we don't feel equipped often to be here. We don't feel equipped to know what we're doing and especially in a language that we can't really speak yet. But I think it has just made us realize how much we have to rely on God um, and that's been really powerful because yeah a lot of it is out of our control um, so I think it has kind of grown us and hopefully strengthened our faith um, but to answer your question we definitely haven't got all the answers sorted we're still on that journey <laughs> Yeah, it does sound like um, that has been tough, but an amazing journey of, 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 of growth. And, um, and that's often the case, isn't it? God grows us through tricky, um, tricky things, which is hard. Yeah. He is growing yeah. us all the time. Um, share with us something about what's absolutely brilliant. Like what has been some of the biggest encouragements about your, your nearly two years so far? Mm -hmm. So the stupid things I love. I absolutely love the food. <laughs> I love the crazy driving and I fear for everyone on the roads when I when I'm allowed back on the in a car in the UK. Basically, I still drive like I'm in the UK. Tom drives right? way too slow. Laris is fully embraced <laughs> by driving. So that's that is fun, but dangerous, but fun. Um, and the weather, but I know you guys have had crazy hot yeah. weather. 
I love it. Tom still struggles. It's you? hot all the time, man. All the time. Every day. <laughs> it doesn't change. But, but general, general encouragements, like proper, of just kind of the, been the relationships I think we've developed with the women that we've met here. Um, just hearing their stories, you know, a lot of them, so often we can get caught up in our own lives and, you know, you know, a lot of us go through difficult times, but it's kind of when you hear other people's stories that you realize, you know, how much we've been blessed and especially in the UK, you're blessed with so much in the UK. Um, and I think it's just a real eye opener to hear people's testimonies um, and to see, yeah, people turn from, you know, not only a different religion, um, but a completely different way of life um, to see what that means to them. You know, that some of them have to kind of turn away from family because it's, you know, it's a big deal here to become Christians um, and to see kind of their heart and their love for Jesus. And for a lot of them wanting to reach out to similar people, um, yeah, who have been in similar situations to them. That's just really, really encouraging. Um, yeah, uh, I think for me, like I would say, those moments when he's, I love like watching people or helping people have like light bulb moments. Okay, so yeah. I can think of a number of those. Yeah, like we were doing, I was leading some Bible studies in my pretty rubbish tie on the book of, on the book of Ruth, and obviously, like that's a story that lots of the women can relate to. Yeah, and I was trying to show them that like God provided for Ruth through Boaz but how he's provided for us through Jesus. And uh, yeah, you just see a couple of them like really get it and then say like really beautiful things like, oh yeah, I can see that like Jesus has provided for me by bringing me to Tamar Center and I've been able to learn about him and meet wow. him. And even when you see, there was a lady last week at our study on Thursday and we've been looking at the differences between Buddhism and Christianity. And if there was just this moment where she realized that like Buddhism is quite like a self-centered religion that basically you do stuff for other people so that you get like good karma yeah. for yourself and she was like oh that's totally different to what jesus says about like loving other people just to love other people like i, yeah, yeah, I, I love those little moments where like things twig in people's heads and they they realize like how good jesus is and how much he loves them and how much he cares for them that sounds fantastic i have absolutely loved catching up with you this is <laughs> this is brilliant um so good hard and brilliant all at the same time um my last question for you which is very unserious is have you got a song to sum up your week or if you can't think of one to sum up your week just a song that is a song of the moment i don't know if this is like supposed to be a churchy song or not oh no any song, no. Okay. Any song. so it's kind of churchy so this is a band that i really enjoy they're an american band called thrice and they have a song called in exile which is like about how you sometimes can feel like a stranger in the world, but in your heart is this longing for heaven and this longing to be with Jesus. And I think that's, for me, like the words of that song are, are really powerful and I've had it on a lot mm -hmm. recently. Um, well, thank you very much um, for chatting with me. And I, yeah, as I said, looking forward to seeing you again. Um, hope it won't be too complicated about getting back in the country when you want to. <laughs> but yes, have a lovely rest of your day slash evening i'm guessing um evening for us yeah talk to you see you soon bye see ya how lovely was that to catch up with tom and naris uh, please be praying for them and join me next week on the podcast bye <laughs>